good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. No matter where you are in the world, I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of Whose World Is This with Junior Renate Beaubrun. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you're a first-time listener to this conversation, I'd like to welcome you. Uh, if you're a returning listener, I'd like to welcome you back. Uh, thank you for giving me your divided attention. Now, I just realized this is January, January 2023. Uh, this is our first episode of the quote-unquote New Year. Many people celebrate New Year's at different times. You know, some of us are spring equinoxers who, you know, spring is the New Year, March 20th. And there's, there's a lot of legitimacy to that because this is a fairly new calendar, the one we use that puts January 1st is at the New Year. But I digress. We're going to go with that. And plus, this is the day, you know, my family uh, comes from Haiti. This is January 1st represents Independence Day for the island of Haiti from its colonistic oppressors, et cetera, et cetera. But so January 1st is important to me in, in many, many different ways. Uh, and we're going to speak about that. We're going to speak about how Father Time is undefeated. Regardless if your birthday is important to you, regardless if your uh, of New Year's is important to you and it's just another day. But guess what? It's not because today isn't just another day. Today could be quite different from yesterday if you want it to be. So it's not just another day. It's a new day. So one could say you can celebrate a new day, a new year almost every day. And wouldn't that be nice? But I want to speak to a lot of people out there. How many of us have some things on the shelf that we need to dust off and get to? Whether it's self-work, whether it's dealing with family or maybe calling a relative or whatever, that's self-work as well because that shows forgiveness and growth. Whether it's projects that we've had, dreams that we've had. Are, are you talking yourself out of certain things? You may be too old to, to compete against LeBron and Giannis and, and Curry and KD. But if you wanted to get into coaching, are you too old for that? Is it too late? Is it too late? If you're in your 40s, 50s, you think it's too late for you to go get into coaching and doing something like that? I bring that up specifically because I have a friend of mine who is now at the point where he's still very young, but just too old to be a professional athlete. He's better than the rest of us, but he's not, he's not there you know, they, they're not going to take a chance on him. Even if he's as good as the 23-year-old, he's not 23. So they realize that they're not going to get as much time out of him as they would someone else. So I'm bringing this up specifically to a friend of mine who, you know, who's, uh, who's been semi-pro, never made it to the actual NBA to be on a roster. He's, he's um, you know, been on practice squads and been in the G League and he's played overseas and he's made great money. You know, especially when you consider average income, I would say he's made triple America's average annual salary. He's had several years in a row consecutively where he's made more than quadruple. As a matter of fact, what am I talking about? He's made on average five times the average American salary and he's born and raised in New York City. So if the average American salary is around 50 plus thousand and I'm saying he's made five times, you, you do the math. So on he's. So money-wise, and he's been great with his money, so he's okay. The thing is, he's still going after that, and he's like, June, what do I do? I was like, well, 
You're a great teacher of the sport as well. You can still keep playing, but you have to also be realistic. I'm, I'm very proud of dude because he never gave up. Many, many people around him said you need to give up on your basket, on your hoop dreams and start feeding yourself and your family better or whatever and stop being going out to this city for a tryout or this and going to this country and you're only there for a month and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and he stuck to it. And he's a really good player, but he comes from a city of really good players. And he's competed against the best. He's been on the same court as your favorite NBA star. And he told me, June, the game is faster than... He said, you have the luxury of that wide-lensed camera view while you're sitting in your, in your living room. He said, bruh, when you're on the court with these dudes, I said, you don't have to tell me. I've been to plenty of games where I've had great seats. And I'm looking at the size and speed of these guys. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is crazy. You know, it's 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 and he said it, it's really, really nuts how great and how much better the great, great players are than the really good players. He said he said and he said he said, I'm a good to really good. He said, but that great conversation, it's a totally different level. It, it's 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 unbelievable. And I was like, and he and despite all of that, his self-awareness, he's saying I'm a really he said, I'm good to really good. I'm not great. And he'd say that because he'd measure his game against uh, LeBron, KD, Curry, Dame, Lillard, people like that. But he said, that doesn't mean I can't play ball. I can get money overseas. I can get money playing in the G League. I can get money training somebody. He, he plays ball, basketball with these a lot of these stars um, in the summer. And a couple of them have given him some money to give him some tips, you know, because he's very fundamental. He's very much a teacher of the sport. And so we've spoken about it. I said, you know, you want to coach? And he's telling me that he may want to hire a, a dude who's always wanted to coach, but was always nervous and didn't know how to go about it. And I told him, I said, while you're ending the twilight, because you're pretty much at the end of your career, the NBA hoop dreams might have come to an end. And he's noticing He's not getting the same amount of interest in the European in the European leagues as he once was because he's not as young. And I said, it might be time for you right now to vet what a coaching roster might look like if you wanted to coach high school and you want to bring a staff with you. You know, um, it might be time to start thinking about that. And it might be time to start logging it in and writing it down and things like that. And he was like, you know what, June, you're right. Let me tell you something, people, if it's time to make a pivot, the time is now. You have to make a pivot off of a, of a professional situation. You have to leave. You're deciding that, okay, this may not be the, the, uh, the, the place for me, uh, the, the position for me. And you start thinking about that to yourself and then you start saying it to yourself out loud. Guess what? It might be that time. It might be that time to make a, a crucial, you know, just a true crucial move in another direction. I have friends of mine that are at jobs right now and they're like, yo, I don't want to do this anymore. I said, what do you mean? You don't want to do what I don't want to do this. I don't want to work in this field. I don't want to come to this place. I don't want to speak to these people any longer. I said, how much effort and energy are you putting to change that? Are you putting in resumes on your lunch break? Are you posting and reposting? Have you gotten the best resume out there? Have you updated your resume? Have you spent the little 
150 maybe to 200 dollars on a professional resume writer maybe you need to do that and give them all the information and have a couple of zoom meetings and get that have you done that no okay well then guess you plan on having this conversation with me next year same time same place same mood while another year is gone so i'm like how much energy we we're putting a lot of energy to get to this place every day are we putting even a modicum of that energy to leave that place? Think about how much it takes to do something you hate. You Think about that for a minute, people. The effort that we're putting into things we dislike. The effort that we're putting into things that we don't want to do, but we feel we have to do. Let's think about that. So you not only have to do the task, but you have to do this task with the extra burden of reluctance, of, 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 of a feeling of, of burden and loathsomeness. You loathe this place. It feels like a burden. It's a task. Be a, upon a task. Because you have to drum up the energy to do it and then to do it with at least a certain level of quality and competency and you hate doing it. Imagine if we found some things we loved doing and just put in the effort. In that direction. Might be time. The reason why I say that is because couple of people have reached out to me because they bought the journals from you know the site that i that i uh, advertise on this uh, the chavez house site that's chavez with an s by the way people c h a v e s now the reason why i bring that up is because i've been doing more journaling last year in 2021 i was journaling but not i was doing it every day and then the inconsistency came in so all of a sudden i'd skip a couple of days etc etc but I've encouraged many, many friends of mine to try to get things centered, to start writing things down. I've never been good at writing down my feelings. I've always been good at writing down tasks, but not writing down how I may feel about things or I am grateful for. And that stuff has centered me to a certain degree. It's created a hyper focus on the things that, that are important. That's what I'll tell you. It, it, it's created that it's it's made it real from thought to word and then word becomes deed it's helped so if anybody's interested in getting some stuff they have gratitude journals they have notebooks they have dance journals fitness journals everything to get your stuff situated prompts for you to speak about what you're grateful for in the morning and night go to chavez house publishing on amazon I'm sorry i'm just putting this advertising in now because it's important to this story Go to Amazon, type in Chavez House Publishing and anything authored by Chavez House Publishing or Lenore Batista, click on it and click on Chavez House Publishing and everything will come up. Reason why I'm saying that is because I have the fitness log from there. I have the gratitude journal from there. I have the uh, um, essential self-publishing blueprint from Lenore Batista, which I'm using to author my first book. And it's going is getting me through all the things that I need to know how to be an to, to be an author, to go from your ideas, from your thoughts to your word and get it out there. That's why we're having this conversation. Because. So many of us have been uh, our lives have been, you know, disturbed significantly by events that occurred in 2020. We had shutdowns. We didn't know who was who and what was what. And that was on top of everything else that you were going through. 
already had your issues and things that you will, your difficulties, your challenges, your obstacles, your trials and your triumphs before <laughs> the world decided to just backflip. Before that, you had enough going on. Then all of a sudden, let's add shutdowns. Let's add inflation. Let's add uh, cost of living increases. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and let's add inflation and unemployment at the same time. Oh. Then a shifting. Go to work. Don't go to work. Get jabbed. Don't get jabbed. Wait a minute. And everything got disheveled. I, I'm talking to people that are barely getting their lives together from events that occurred in 2020 not of their doing, not of their making, from those events, unforeseen events. And right now, they're getting their mind right again, correction. They, they're correcting everything. I'll be the first to say that I'm one of those people, that so many things have happened in between 2019, 2020, and now, that it, it took me sitting down and saying, what do I want the next 12 months to look like? What do I want the next day to feel like? If I don't like the way today feels, what exactly am I doing to make tomorrow feel any different? So I wasn't even going from month to month or week to week. It was a day-to-day thing. I was, make, I was taking inventory of the day. Those journals helped me do that. Those Chavez House jer- I was writing down, oh, okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Oh, I'm grateful for this, and this is what I'm going to do. Sometimes, people, we have to take things back to the absolute f- basics and get back to one plus one equals two. That's why I love when I when, when I, I like reading about how athletes prepare. I don't care about their personal life, who they're dating or not, what they tweeted or not. But when I hear about how they prepare, every day and in the summers and every single top athlete especially i watch a lot of nba to going back to the days of 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 mj i would hear how they would take the summer to go back to the basics and i would say to myself and then try to add something more but first things first is you want to clean you want to go back to the basics back to your fundamental root and then add something and I used to always find that fascinating that someone that great, someone that much better than their competitors would feel the need to go back to basics. Like, why would you even do that? Why are you not just learning, put adding more stuff, adding more stuff? It's like, no, you can't add. You have to go back first and make sure that you've cleaned up all of these bad habits that you might have garnered and go back to the fundamentals, the ABCs of your game. So it's always going to be dribble drills, shooting drills, footwork drills. It's always going to be the basics. Keep those strong so you can't get it wrong. That's the difference between a professional and an amateur. A professional does it to the point where they can't even get it wrong. An amateur, you do it until you get it right. But a professional does it until they can't even get it wrong. And that's why you go back to basics. And that's why we need to go back to basics as human beings. We need to start writing down what we want the next minute to feel like. Hey, I just want to get up and just smile. I want to text somebody a hello. I want to think a good thought. Let me think, what, what, what do I like the most? What's the place I like, the person I like, the thing I like, the song I like the most or I love? Let me spend the next minute 
30 seconds thinking about all the things I love and saying it. Yo, I love pizza. I love flat coat retrievers. I love my woman. I love my bro. I love my bro, my brother, my mother, my niece, my nephew. And name, start talking about all the things. I did all that. I'm, the reason why I'm saying this to you people is because as a man thinketh, <laughs> at the end of the day, you are your thoughts. You are those repetitive thoughts. Your life right now, somehow, some way, is a result of all of your repetitive thoughts. Granted, there's some unforeseen things that may have come in the way, but you are, to a, to a great degree, your repetitive thoughts about relationship. Why is that relationship not working out? It's your thought about it. Why is this gig not working out? It's how you're thinking about it. Maybe you need to think about the gig differently. Maybe you need to think about getting another one. This relationship, this, this, where you're living, where you're not living, how you're living, how you look. This is very, very important. All these things that we have on the shelf, are we dusting them off this year? People, you're working from home now. You have remote work. You have hybrid work. There's opportunities. There's holes in your schedule now where Mr. Spacely from Spacely Sprocket isn't just looking over your shoulder. Okay? You get what I'm saying? So the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the world has changed a little bit. Things are different now. Maybe now more than ever, there's an opportunity for you to add little things to what you were doing. If you wanted to open up an online store and get a domain name, please go do that. If you have ideas you want to put to print, to print, go, go to YouTube University and Google University with your legal pad and your pen and your, and your Chavez House Publishing Journal. I'm going to shamelessly plug this. One, because they're a very good friend to the show. But not because of that. Two is be first because I'm using it. Because we don't sell, you know, uh, snake oil here. The things that we speak about are things that we're living. The way that I talk on this platform is how I am in real life. People who know me in real life know this about me. People who are listening to me and say, you know, I'm not one of these um, talking heads that says things when the microphone is on and then all of a sudden behind closed doors you know it's like those people online that tweet these bots and whatever and people just living out a whole different life online by saying things digitally that they would never say in an analog world that's not me i i will this is why i call this a conversation because we would have this conversation if you and i were on the phone we would be speaking like this i would We'd be, you know, going back and forth and find out what you think about a thing and how you feel and delve deep. And just have just conversations, get to the fundamentals, basics without the pretense. That's what this would be. So I'm shamelessly plugging because it's important, because I'm using it and it works. And because and then because too, they're friend to they're a friend to the show in many ways. So that's why I say, yeah, I start journaling. You got the YouTube University out. I have my, my, my gratitude journal here. I have my legal pad, my pen and paper. And are you learning about all the little things that you want to do? If you want to get more education in a particular field, more training, maybe it doesn't need a degree, but maybe you need a certificate. Is that school? I mean, wherever you're working, because I have a friend of mine who uh, 
he works at a, a school in Jersey. And I think he's a teacher's assistant or whatever. And he wants to move up the ladder. I was like, bro, you're in the educational system. You're in the public school system, too. What are we talking about? Find out if they have any programs for you to get more certs, more certs, more certifications. See if you can get it on their dime. You want to be in this system for the next 20, 30 years, right? He was like, yeah, so, well, you know, get, get the Board of Ed to pay for your education. You know, there are a whole lot of teachers out there that wish they did that. They worked for the Board of Ed first and then went to school to become an educator because a whole lot of teachers have some serious student loans that they can't afford to pay. So my friend doesn't have that. He doesn't have the student loans. I think he, I think he had a, associates in something that he pretty much paid out of pocket, hired him as a teacher's assistant. He wants to move up. He's not happy with the pay and how he's treated, but he wants to be a teacher. I was like, oh, what, what's the problem? I said, what is exactly in your way, brother man? You work during the day. You go to school in the evening, a couple of evenings a week. What are we talking about? He was like, you're right. And then so, many of these courses now are online. So you're taking them on your schedule to a degree. Like they give you a project to do at the end of the week or whatever. And then you just have to find time in your schedule to do it. I was like, bruh, what do we need to dust off the shelf? Is what I'm asking you. What are the things that we need to, 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 to improve upon for us to actually have the year that we want to have? Last year wasn't the year I wanted, and the year before that wasn't the year I wanted. That cannot be the case this year. It cannot. 2020, I, I fought through a multitude of things to try to get to certain goals and dreams. Fought through things, said, nope, nope, we're going to do it. We're going to try it. We're going to do it. We're going to, if we're going to swing and miss, it's, we're going for the, we're, we're trying to hit the bleachers, third row, 300 feet, 400 feet. We're trying to Barry Bonds it. And that's what I tried to do in 2020. And then I got a little hmm, gun shy in 2021, pulling the trigger on certain things. But then this started in February, March of 2021. I said, you know what? I'm going to start doing all the media that I wanted to do. I used to bet on other people. I used to be a manager behind the scenes people, a consultant in many, many, many realms. And there were so many times people would say, hey, June, you should do something. And I would go, nah, nah, I got let such and such do this and then I'll, I'll, I'll do it later. And then all of a sudden later becomes now. And you realize that you're the horse that you have to bet on. You're the one. You have to put the money on you that it was you the whole time. And it's the only thing getting in your way is you. It's your your confidence in the thoughts that you tell yourself about the thing that you want to do or the thoughts you tell yourself about yourself. So when I write down in these journals and I'm writing and I'm going, I am grateful for I get to see who I am. I get to I, I get to see a pattern and look day in and day out me going back to basics like that player in the off-season, in the summer, working on their jab step, doing the jab step a hundred times, doing the jab step for an hour straight till you can't get it wrong, till it becomes innate, till it becomes second nature, or should I say your first nature. You've reprogrammed your nature to the point that you've done this so many times you don't know how to do it wrong. So you keep saying what you're grateful for, and I get to see what exactly, what, what means the world to me. I get to see it because I've been saying it. I'm grateful for this. And I'm grateful for that. 
and you're telling the whole truth to yourself. Are you telling yourself the whole truth about your situation right now? Are you telling yourself the whole truth about the part that you played in every single situation you're in that you, you, do, you no longer find desirable or tenable? Have you told yourself the truth? We, we can talk all day about all the things people have done to us. Oh, yeah, I remember when my mom said this and my dad. I remember my teacher in third grade, she said this. We can do that all day. Yeah, and I remember my first coach said this. My first girlfriend said that. My first this said that. Or my first, whatever, if you're a woman, my first boyfriend, he said this. And I remember this happened. I swore and I vowed I would never let. Blah, 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 blah. We can all do that. Have we, do we have a list of our F-ups? Where's our blooper reel? And I, and I would like each and every one of you out there to look at your blooper reel. To look at it like Shaq in the Fool. If you guys are into basketball in the NBA TNT halftime show, Shaquille O'Neal has a segment called Shaq in the Fool where he shows the bloopers and blunders of professional athletes in the NBA. Very funny show. Very funny segment. Um, but, the, but the thing is, have we taken inventory of the parts that we've played in the situation that we're in without being so regretful and low that we start looking at, at ourselves with a sense of self-loathing? You don't have to call yourself names for making a mistake. The air is human, correct? And, and oftentimes we're going to be given the same situation over and over again. And the same lessons, lessons will be repeated until learned. You're going to repeat the class in life. There is no social promotion. Children will, yes, a child will get left behind. Yes, many, many will get left behind. Many. This is not that. You're not going to get promoted just, oh, you, you're, eight, oh you're, you're, you're 13 years old. We got to get you out the, the, the second grade. No. If you're 13 and you haven't learned those lessons from when you were seven, then you were doomed to repeat them. And the consequences now become dire or more dire or significant because you are grown and people, there's a certain level of expectation with everywhere you go in life. And time is undefeated. Father time is undefeated. In this finite little tiny bit of time that we're on this planet, you and I, Think about the hundreds of thousands of years of human civilization, right? Millions of years of life and creation on earth. Millions upon millions upon millions of years. And here I am going to be here for what? 80 if I'm lucky? Huh? 80 years? How about 80 million? So it's a little tiny time for us to make a little impact and to just do our little reality and make up our own minds about life. And that's what we do every day. We make up our own minds. We make decisions, hundreds of them, that either lead us closer to where, who, where and who we want to be or takes us further away. Hundreds. Did you work out today? That was a decision. Did you work out today? What's the answer? Yes. If you said yes, that's going to lead you to what? I mean, I can't even count the benefits of, get, of, of, of regular exercise. I can't even count them. I couldn't count them on two hands. With your mental state of mind, your spiritual state, your physical state, having your mind and your body work together to, to, to complete a task, the endorphin levels, what it goes up, the physical, obviously the physical uh, advantages, forget about it, and benefits, forget about it. It goes on and on and on and on. Did you make that decision? Because that's always a good decision. 
That's never not a good. Hey, I'm going to just go to the gym. I've gone to the gym on days where I was like, I have nothing else to work out because I did my regimen that I had based on my level of, of knowledge about fitness. I had done all the legs, the buys, the back, the this. So you know what I did? I stretched because I knew I had to be in there. I was like, okay, I sat in there and I stretched for an hour. And me being me, I spent another half hour yapping and talking to people. And then maybe after that, I did a little cycle and watch a little TV. I still had to put in about an hour and a half to two hours. Still. I was like, I got nothing else to work out. I don't want to strain anything up. I was like, okay, I can still go in there. I said, maybe this is a good day to stretch. And that's what I would do. So it's never not a good time to go to the gym. I don't care if you went three days, three days this week. So what? You want to go on a fourth? Go right ahead. Go as many times as you want. You want to go twice a day? Do that. You want to go three times a day? Yeah, there's no such thing as overworking yourself in the gym because there are too many things that you could be doing. You didn't have to do. You didn't have. You don't even have to work on strengthening muscles. You can use on loosening them to strengthen them. You can go to the sauna. You can go to the spa if you have a sauna or spa. I'm sorry, my gym does. My apologies. Just in case yours does not. But if, but I don't care if it's a Planet Fitness. They have some of them. If if you get the twenty dollar a month membership, you can get the. The, the massage chair and the infrared and they got that little stuff over there over there you, you do that it's 20 bucks and they have the 10 12 dollar a month one where you go in you do the little thing you do the circuit and you're good 30 30 minute circuit boom what are we talking about so uh, did you do that or did you talk yourself out of that another day we didn't work out another day we didn't stretch another day we didn't do a, a 30 minute brisk walk Hmm? Even if it's on the phone with people, I don't care if you have headphones on and you listen to Joe Rogan or whatever music, whatever you listen to, you're walking, brisk walking and thinking and maybe you talk to your favorite friend. I always tell people taking a walk is a great time to talk to yourself. I'm a big talker to myself. You know, I look, I know there are times cars, you know, will slow down and be like, oh, is he OK? Because I'm using my hands. I'm, I'm having a full on conversation with myself. Okay? And there are times when I use it to speak to someone else. And I go, you know what? This is a good 25, 30 minutes. This is an opportunity for me to speak to my cousin, my auntie, a friend, uh, a colleague, whoever. Or I, or I leave audio messages for people. And I do it while my mind is working and I'm walking and talking, multitasking. So did you do that? You didn't do that. Okay, that's one decision that we didn't make. You didn't go to gym. Oh, you went. Awesome. That's going to lead you to where you want to be. That's one of the things you can make a focal point in your life that can lead you to where you want to be. You're being proactive and you're going to be around other proactive people. And if you take, take maybe the initiative, maybe meet some people, create a new social circle, learn more about how to get eat better, live better, do better. Those same people oftentimes are highly motivated, especially the ones that work out in the mornings. Those five, six a.m.ers, but they're on a schedule. Sometimes they don't have time to talk. But you know what you do? You hit them with a business card. You hit them with a number. And all of a sudden, those five, six AMers in the gym, though, though, that's a special, special brand, special breed, you know? So I'd encourage people, get it done early, as early as possible. If your gym opens at 5, be there when the doors open. Be that 505. I, I encourage it. I encourage it getting it out the way as, as soon as humanly possible. And then the rest of the day, you're just feeding your body. 
You don't ever have to worry about, oh, I, I got to work out today. No, now you can, anything you do now is a bonus. You did an hour, an hour and a half. Now you do another hour, 20, 30 minute walk if you do so, so choose. But did we do that? We didn't do that. Okay. All right. Um, did we talk about how grateful we are for things today? No? Mm. Another opportunity for us to put things in a perspective that we need going back to basics so we can at that point find the proper motivation. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. And then you ask yourself, what am I doing to improve this? I'm grateful for my parent. What am I doing to improve that relationship, improve my lot and their lot? Oh, I'm grateful for this friend. Have I reached out to this friend? Have I spoke to them? Have we had a candid conversation? Have I told them a full truth that maybe I've been maybe reticent or hesitant to speak on? Hmm? Or a loved one. You're grateful for your significant other. What have you been doing to improve that relationship? Is there something that needs to be discussed? Do you need to apologize for something? Or maybe do you want to address something that they did and you, and you feel as if it warrants a, a, a further conversation? Have you done anything romantical bought any flowers lately if you're a guy if you're a woman you know has his favorite meal been prepared did you wear that little thing he likes did you try some new tricks what are we doing the things you're grateful for what are you doing to water those plants what are you doing to make sure that those things that you're grateful for become bigger and better The things we're talking about now, people, is I'm it's time for us to get centered on other things besides who's center left, who's center right, who's ultra right, who's ultra left, who's this, who's that, who's a guy, who's a girl, whose gender is whatever, who's just saying it's time to get back to basics and clear out the noise, writing it down, journaling, journaling it, thinking about it. Looking at it, rereading it, reread what you read from you wrote from two, three days ago and go, oh, wow. Because then you get to see the kind of conversation that you're having with yourself. Because the memory is a funny thing. We can change conversations around a little bit that we've had with with other people. Certain things have happened in the past and it's our interpretation of that thing that we recall. Maybe not exactly how that thing happened. It would be very interesting to see a camera recording or a video recording of an event that you have recalled from 10 15 20 years ago and see how accurate your depiction is to the actual occur thing that occurred how accurate it is and even conversations how accurate is the conversation and the context with which you presented it how accurate is the conversation you're recalling to the actual audio recording of that conversation things change but when you write them down <laughs> recorded there for you to see again and again and again in the form with which you presented it the action as you put it you write it down in 2016 if i look at it today in 2022 2023 i can see and go oh wow that's what i was thinking seven years ago that's exactly what i was thinking not an interpretation seven years later this is what I was thinking this date six, six years ago, 10 years ago, 16 years ago. That's important. Because you realize how far you've come, 
where you're going, what to add, what to subtract, knowing you have where you have to go back to basics, realizing patterns. Oh, I've been doing this or saying this for this long. Ah, okay. I get it. I have to improve on this. I have to go back to basics here. Before I can add, I have to improve. Before I add, I have to go back to basics. Before I improve, go back to basics. What, what are the basics? Gratitude. What are the basics? Forgiveness. I had a, an acrimonious relationship with a family member. Um, I can say to a degree both of us are culpable, but I can only be responsible for the part that I play. And I hadn't spoken to this person in years, several years, and I just called them out the blue just to say, hey. And when I got off the phone, it turned into a 20 plus minute conversation. I just looked in the mirror and I said, how, how could you? How could you let all that time go? When it was just that easy to pick up a phone number of a phone number that was in my phone, to call a phone number that was in my phone that whole time. I didn't have to call a soul to get that number. I just asked the other person, is such and such as number this, that, and the third? And they go, oh, yeah. It is. And I went, wow, okay. And I had that number there all those years, and I didn't just pick up the phone and go, hi. I'm asking you guys out there, what things have we left on a high shelf or a shelf that we can see but we ignore? How many things that we leave up there that we need to take down and really examine? and get to how many projects do we have on that to-do shelf that we need to get done before we can do anything else moving forward we got to go back to basics and take care of that how many things this is important how many things i thought about that conversation that was had was important i had it at the end of december at the Within the last two weeks, like a week and a half ago, I had that conversation. For me to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish going forward, where I'm going to put such a priority on accomplishing many of my goals, guess what that's going to need? It's going to need strength because I'm going to be taking on a lot more weight than usual. But if I'm still holding on to old baggage, how much do you think I'll be able to carry, people? How close do you think I'll be able to get to my goals? Because I have to have news. I have to have the energy, the confidence, the ability, the energy to do these things. All of that is effort. All of it is effort. For those dog days where you feel as if, like with the book, I was saying, I was like, man, do I have enough to even make a book? Is this maybe I should just do a newsletter with this? And I, I and then that voice said, no. We're, we're writing a full book. We're going to write it. It's, a, it's an important subject. It's a, it's a subject that's very important to us. So if we need to take a second and do some research and maybe do another outline to see, okay, how can we make this an actual full over 150 page read? Then do that. If it means we have to change a bit and amend from how, you know, the, the, the road we've taken, then do it. But we're going to do it. We're going to do it. But if I'm holding on the old baggage about 
forgiving myself for this and not doing this and saying, man, you should have wrote this a long time ago. All those thoughts that could come into impede that lead to baggage. If I'm not getting to that, and oh man, we should have never, oh man, man, time, oh man, do we even have enough time? Oh, you know, they're not handing out publishing. Oh man, you know how hard it is to do this. Oh, you know, if I tell myself that story based on the fact that I have all these unresolved things, that little by little, it's your confidence suffers a death of a thousand cuts. Your energy suffers a death of a thousand cuts. Hmm? All because you didn't go back and say, let me go back to basics and, and take inventory for all the things that I did to lead me to where I am right now. And you realize how much you are the controller. Back in New York, we used to, there was, um, they used to call it the soul controller, S-O-U-L, as opposed to S-O-L-E, which means only. Controller, S-O-L-E is like soul, you know, not just rubber soul, but soul proprietor means the only person, the one exclusive. And so, you know, it was a play on a word saying S-O-U-L, you know, and it's soul controller. Like, you're the controller of this. And I know there's, there's a ton of self-help people that are better adept at communicating this, you know, giving you step ones and step twos and step threes. But sometimes it's about, go it's about going back to basics. I don't like getting into my whole existential hybrid, you know, multiple lifetime theorems and, oh, man, you need to manifest the deep vest. And sometimes it's like, listen, I got to write down what I'm grateful for and start prioritizing the things that I love. Sometimes it's that simple. Sometimes it's like I love you and you put people, places, things, put them. You put I love these people and you put in a semicolon or colon people. And then guess what you write? All the people that you truly love, like I truly love, like who do I, what do I value? And then you start putting your value system. Me, I put a value on honesty. People coming as they are, not as who they pretend to be. You know, you know, come to me as you aspire to be and as you are, not who you pretending, no pretense. So for me, I value honesty. It's one, of, it's one of the things I value the most. That's why I, you know, I do this particular uh, platform and I lamp and I rail against, you know, a lot of the um, conversations that are being had because they're, sometimes they're not even being had in good faith. It's, 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 a, it's an intent to deceive, intent to deceive. So one will be divided. So when I speak about media and I speak about people and I speak about certain philosophies that we've been parroting. It, it, it will come down to honesty. Are you giving me the, the whole truth? A at least as you see it, you know, without agenda. So honesty. So I put that down as a value system. And so that means I have to be honest with myself. If I'm putting down honesty as a trait that I value in others, that means it's a trait that I should value myself as well. So the things that you want from other people, you have to be that. Right? So I, I value honesty. Guess what that means, June? You got to be honest. Oh, first person I have to be honest with is me, June. You know, you got to fix that relationship, right? June, you know, you know, that person is just a phone call away, right? You never had a conversation with that person said, never call me again. That never happened. So you can't fool. You can't justify you not picking up the phone and just saying, hey, you can't justify it. You, you, you can't tell a story that validates those actions.
stop telling yourself lies. And so once I had no stories to tell myself, and once the number one story I had was, we have a lot of things to do in the next five to 10 years. A lot has to be done. A lot has to be done. And for me to get there, I have to honestly take inventory of where I am now. I have a little shoulder issue right now. They call it frozen shoulder. No tears or anything, but for whatever reason, my shoulder decided to freeze up on me. You know, I'm a career over 250 bench presser, you know, easy. That used to be easy money for me. Um, I love weightlifting and my shoulder now is barely putting up. I'm not even supposed to touch it. So putting up 30 pound dumbbells is a problem. It's like, ugh, I'm not even supposed to do anything on it. I have goals. At the end of this year, I want to be back up to 250 without pain and without consequence. How the heck do you get there with a frozen shoulder? Oh, that means I got to do two, three, four, two, three, four times a day. I have to do rehab on my shoulder at 15 minutes at a time. Okay, that's not bad. That's, that's 60 minutes. That's 60 minutes. That means 15 minutes, four times a day. Can't find an hour? Yes, you can. I could watch TV. I can do whatever. This, yeah, that's what I have to do. And I have to do that every single day, seven days a week. Not, not only ice and heat and this, that, and the third and whatever. Seven days a week for the next two, three, four months. And I think I'll be all right. And then I get back into the gym. And then I start working and working slowly. I want to be back to super strong levels. That's just me. That's for me. Super strong levels. I want to go back to beast mode when I was just throwing weight around. I can do that. But you know what it's going to take now? It's going to take me being disciplined with the rehab. Not just going to um, a rehab place and they work on me for an hour and then they give me a bunch of things to do at home and I don't do them and I just go back there. No, two hours a week, three hours a week isn't going to be enough. It's going to take seven hours a week at least minimum to get me right maybe by mid-year, possibly. But I, I, I got bigger plans, so it's got to be sooner. Then, I, oh, my diet. Oh, so I got to start my cleanse. So I started my cleanse January 1st immediately. Started a cleanse. I'm water, lemons, this, that, and the third, everything else, extra fiber, all these things. Teas that I have to drink at night, all of it. I do it every, I used to do it almost every year, but that's what we're doing. And guess what? Journaling. What do we want to get to? What's going to be our regimen? Yeah, our arm doesn't work, but yeah, our other arm does. Our two legs do. Our back does. Our heart does. Guess what? Cardio, core. Left side, stretch, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe sauna, detoxify. So many things need to be done. Then my life, okay, I'm eating right. That means I'm prioritizing money, budgeting better. So you're not looking for the comfort foods because you may be feeling a bit down in the dumps or because we're not going back to basics, thinking all the, and speaking to the people, forgiveness. You would be very surprised about how forgiving people for their transgressions against you and how they trespassed against you. How that lifts such a great burden off of your shoulders. Because I me as a Scorpio, I don't forget. I always tell people I don't forget the good and I don't forget the bad. Which makes me a loyal friend and a formidable enemy. 
because I remember when I was eight years old when you looked out for me. I remember. And I'll rem- I won't only just remember, but I'll remind you in front of people how you looked out for me. So at that moment, I'm celebrating you at the same time. People who have had an impact on my life know that because I tell them. You have no idea. I'll tell them and I'll tell them over and over again because I can't forget. Because as a, you know, and I always say goes to my sign, a November baby. I'm a typical Scorpio. If you look up Scorpio and you decide if you believe in astrology and things like that, which I do to a certain degree, um, because there's certain accuracies that I see with people born at different times of the year, etc. But uh, anyway, I never forget the good. I remember and I will recall those goods over and over again to let the person know. But I will also remember all the little funky things when I feel I was trampled or trespassed against, I don't forget that. So when people fall out of my good graces, I know why. But then I also have to take inventory and go back and say, what part did I play? Is this transgression, you know, what occurred? Is it that severe that it warrants excommunication? And if the answer is no, then no. And if this person is of a certain value to me, does it worth speaking about the situation so we can grow from it? And you, and you assess. You assess people. You assess everything. Some people it's like, yeah, hey, I don't see them again. It's, you know, it's whatever. But I don't hate them. I don't begrudge them. If they were to wish me a happy birthday or a happy new year or, or text me or find my number from a, from a mutual friend or wherever and say, hey, how you doing? I would be cordial. I'd be like, hey, how's everything with you? Hope everything is well, et cetera, et cetera. No malice. You know, malice intent, no grudge. It wouldn't be a begrudging, uh, obligatory response. It would be, thanks for reaching out. What's up with you? What's going on in your world? I'm open to that. And I've been open to it. And that opening has led to a certain expansion in thought. Because it's funny how your ego seems to contract everything and make it about just you. Oh, man, you see how they treated you? Remember when they said that thing about, man, F that. That's my ego constantly in my ear telling me I don't need anybody but this, but that little voice on my shoulder yapping nonsense in my ear. And then the other voice is saying, yo, man, things happen. If, if you really, if, if it's something that still bothers you, what's stopping you from just calling a person and going, yo, you're somebody that I really valued at one point. And that thing that occurred, I didn't like it. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm still a little confused by it. And I just wanted to clear that up because you're someone who I, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You can do that. There's nothing stopping any single, oh, man, they might embarrass us. They may tell us. They may hang up the phone. They may laugh in our faces. That's your ego getting in the way of your progress. That's ego getting in the way of the progress of, hey, listen, you can't call somebody. If they decide they don't want to speak to you, okay, you still wish them well and you keep it moving. That's it. If they get on the phone, be like, man, you still worrying about old stuff? What's wrong with you? Move on. Grow up. Click. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You don't have to go into, yeah, I'm grown. You don't have to think about anything. You don't have to. You can be like, okay. You know, my, you know, I'm, you're showing how grown in your growth just by having that conversation. You gave that person their flowers first and let them know that they were valued, valued and valuable. 
to you and you speak on it. The other person on the other end isn't so receptive. That's fine. You're saying to yourself, this is where I am now. And I will move on to the next person or the next situation and I will get to it so I can get through it. I won't I won't I won't uh, 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 put it off till tomorrow. I have a couple of calls. My 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 uh, fiance reminds me, hey, June, did you call such and such? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get to that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get to that tomorrow. You know, but meanwhile, I could possibly just call them today. Even if it's a little on the late side, say, you know, I don't like to call people sometimes in the evening time. I don't know why, because that's when people are available. But it's funny because, you know, me, I, you know, I work, I'm flexible during the day, but I work during the day. But by the evening time, I'm ready to talk, you know, to this one and that one. But I talk to so many of my friends during the day because they own their, they own their businesses. So we, I speak to a lot of essentials during the, the, the sun, sun hours, the day hours. So by evening time, I'm sort of almost done with uh, social conversation. I'm just, you know, just kind of, you know, just hanging, you know, taking care of other things. But in any case, um, I think about that. How the ego gets in the way of, of expansion. How forgiveness has helped me just free myself from a lot of thoughts I was having about situations, about me, about this is why you can't, this is why people... No, like me doing this uh, uh, podcast, there's one part of it that is um didn't expand. I didn't expand it as far as marketing it was concerned because I said to myself, let me just see how I can build a following just through my word of mouth. Let's see how far we can get. And there's a couple of postings here and there, but through word of mouth. And then the other voice in my head was like, yeah, a lot of people probably not going to be into it. You're going to get a lot of trolls anyway, so just do it organically. So I was saying, oh, wait a minute, which, which is the reason why we're doing this organically? Are we scared of, of people, of what they might think? Or are we doing this because we're really trying to build, you know, just looking to see how much we can do? And why do we care about that? Why do we want to see how we could do with just word of mouth? Why not just... From episode one, bing bong, drop drop money to market it immediately. So you, I had to take inventory of why I didn't advertise. Why I wasn't marketing it, you know, you know, just just vigilantly. Why? Why? And I started to ask myself certain questions and I got the answers and I said, oh, OK. And that's when I said, all right. And that's when I started, as you guys know, I said, listen, if you guys want to send money to our cash app or our Zelle or our Venmo, that money goes straight to the show. And, and that's when I started really plugging money for the show so I can advertise it so we can build the audience more and I can give more content and I can do I can give invest more time, more airtime to this conversation. Because then I can use certain monies to outsource certain things that I was doing and have someone else do it. Me, I can just sit around and research subjects that I feel that you guys would be interested in. As opposed to being there worrying about search engine optimizations and SEOs and having to learn a whole other language that I'm not very interested in. But because I'm doing this on my own, it's a skill set that I have to know. But then all of a sudden, a couple of nice checks come in or a couple of nice cash apps come in. By the way, our cash app, our cash app is dollar sign June Bow, 
J U N B E A U. <laughs> Our Zell is juniorbobrun at gmail.com. That's J U N Y A B E A U B R U N at gmail.com. If you have a difficulty spelling my name, my name is on the, uh, you can just see it on the title of the show, juniorbobrun at gmail. Our Venmo is J U N B E A U. So at Junebo. And Cash App is dollar sign Junebo. And if you want to email me, it's whoseworldisthis21 at gmail.com. And our Instagram is whoseworldisthis2021. You find us on Instagram. So feel free to email. Feel free to Instagram. Feel free to Zell Cash App. That's when I started doing that. I started Cash App. I was like, wait a minute. If we're doing this for real. And if we truly believe that we're saying something that can benefit others outside of ourselves, that just saying it benefits us and then possibly it can benefit someone else. It's a force multiplier and that person's life improves a tad. And that means that the lives of those around them will improve a tad. It's a force multiplier. If you can end up changing lives of people that you will never meet, that's as powerful a statement that can be made. And this was one of the things I had to dust off the shelf was doing a, a, a long form show such as this, which I had doubts on. And that was the ego. The ego didn't want me to share with the rest, with everyone out there. Ego wants me all to itself. Nah, June, why are you doing this show? People are not going to like it. That fear and ego, you might as well just, you know. No, wait a minute. Why why are we looking to just grow it organically? What the hell's that about? Dude, if it takes money to get this site to see it or plug it or whatever, do it. Do the thing. Do the thing that gets this conversation to be broader so when these conversations are brought up, you know, on the national stage or at least the regional stage, local to regional to national, the conversation changes because you're part of that change in the conversation. Somehow, some way, what you said took on, caught fire. Maybe someone else took it. Maybe you don't. I don't need the credit. I'd like the credit for it, but I'm not. A lot of the things I'm saying, I'm not the first person to say them. I'm not the first person to think them. It could be the first time you're hearing it. But a lot of the things I'm banding is things that I've thought for a while or things that I've read and believed or, or I've seen put in practice. And I just galvanize and put it all together and we have a conversation. But this isn't the first. So here I am in, uh, trying to help to improve the, the lots of many people in life by offering different perspectives. So they don't feel oftentimes pulled in these directions. I say, let's just open up the conversation. You know, it's like oh, it's like you have all this log, this this backlog on the highways, this traffic jam, this traffic. And they think about if in an instant you got three more lanes during rush hour, just in an instant at that moment, just Shazam, Black Adam, three more lanes of highway. Vroom, 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 vroom. All good until it clogs up again. But for that moment, there's clarity. Right. And. So I try to expand the conversation so it's not backlogged saying, OK, these are the only two, three lines with which this idea can traverse. No, we're not doing that. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that here. OK, so that's why I plugged the journals. That's why I, I started plugging the, the, uh, the, the cash apps and saying, listen, let's make this show 
valuable. And oftentimes, there's two ways for you to show your value. Three ways. Three ways is by you like, you share, you subscribe, you view, whatever, right? But then there's also you contribute, which is starting to become one of the more important means because how do we know how valuable the thing we're doing is right now? Oftentimes is, you know, our meditation is a hobby. Meditation is a way of life for us to improve our lot from the existential, right? You work out, you exercise. That's for your internal and external health, right? Guess what? But then many other things, they tie in to uh, how valuable we can be to the society around us. And oftentimes, we value that monetarily. Look at what's going on with teachers' salaries. <clears throat> We're going to talk about value. That's a good word. That's a, that's a great word. Oof. Man. And I think about that. How can I... And I and it's unfortunate I live in this world, but how can I commodify the the things that I'm bringing to the table? Because if I can commodify it, then I can do it all the time. Then I can just be that. If someone can get paid for meditating <laughs> or just teaching meditation and meditating with students, that's an awesome job. Being in that stillness and that oneness and that quiet with yourself and there are others in there experiencing different degrees of that simultaneously. What an awesome place to be. Mass meditation. I find that to be awesome, as a matter of fact. So what if I'm now saying, oh, I commodified my, my media to the point where, you know, that's how I get paid and that's what pays for um, my life. Food, clothing, shelter, transportation, savings and investment. Whoa, <laughs> food, what, what, what are we talking about? And that's what we're trying to do. I want that for everybody. And even if you can't commodify it, your meditation and all the other things, that you, everything that you're doing is going to help improve where you want, get you closer to where you want to be. That's all we're trying to do. This year has to be about that. It has to be about that. Because... The world is going to try to make it about everything else except that. It's going to be about the Ukraine. It's going to be about oh, Trump. Is he guilty or not? It's going to be about Twitterverse, Elon Musk. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's going to be about right wing, left wing. It's going to be about gender pronouns. It's going to be about which young black male got killed by the police this year. And was he somewhat culpable or what's his history etc etc right it's it's, it's going to be that it's going to be that probably going to be another shooting i'm not saying that because i'm wishing it i'm saying it based on the trends that we see it's probably going to be another school shooting it's going to be another young man which america failed okay that's going to say th i'm i want everybody to feel the pain i'm feeling inside and with all of that, what work are we doing? What work are we doing to improve ourselves so we can be of service to ourselves and others? What are we doing? Get to that to-do shelf. And I'm telling you, that to-do shelf is within, it's within your eyesight. Okay? 
That's where it is. It's not high up on the shelf. It's not low on the shelf. It's right there within your eyes and your arms reach right there. It's right there where you can see it. Guess what? Guess what? There's a reason why they have the sugar in the children, the sugar cereals at the bottom row because of all the kids that are walking and just grabbing it. And all of a sudden, the healthier cereals you see them is where the adults can stand. So the healthier choices are within five foot four and five foot five and up. All of a sudden, you got to re- you see how far you got to reach for some brand. You ever go to a restaurant? <laughs> you ever go to a, su- I said restaurant. You ever go to a supermarket? And I, I'm, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm almost six feet tall. I'm not quite six feet, but I'm almost. Why am I on my tippy toes to get the food that I'm really supposed to be eating? Hmm? Did you ever think about that? So that food that's right at the shelf level, right at your level, it's pretty good. But if you reach a little higher, that's the stuff. That's kind of like how this life thing is working out, isn't it? That low-hanging stuff, that sugar. I don't want to mention them by name because they're so good. But, you know, I don't eat them anymore. I don't eat sugar cereal. But I used to love sugar cereal. Remember KIX, Kicks? Anybody remember Kicks cereal? <sighs> that was a rough one. That was a rough one to wean off of. <sighs> Man, those cereals where you can just eat them as a snack on football Sunday, you got to stay away from those, man. But I'm not saying Kicks is one of them. But I'm just saying, oof, that was a rough one. Anyway. But you notice that a lot of the things that we're supposed to be doing are right there within our eyes. You know, we oftentimes we can't see the things around our knees. You know, there's a reason why it's at that level. There's a lot of things right there we're supposed to be reaching and aspiring. Forgiveness is like the fiber of your soul, man, cleans you out. (laughs) You know what I mean? Forgiving you and then forgiving others. Because there are some people in my life right now that are going through transitions. New job, new relationships, new this, new that. And you got to forgive that old gig. Forgive that old boss. Forgive that old coworker. Forget them. It's all good. It's all good. You're using a new valuation for who you are and where you want to be and who you want to be. So based on that, okay, that no longer fit. It's not the same. We're not aligned. We're not aligned. we're practicing a different kind of life. You're, you're living life a little differently than I. So I'm moving on in this direction. I'm going here. When people leave relationships and everything is a relationship. When I say relationship, it's such a very general term. It's, it's, as, it's as if we're only, it's only relegated or exclusive to intimate relationships. Everything is a relationship. Our relationship with our parents, relationship with our siblings, relationships with our intimate partners, our business relationships, our friendships. Our platonic friendships, all of them. It's all the relationships we have in the world. If you go to a place where you're invested in, where you're thinking about it, I have to go to bed at this time because I have to be at the job at this time in the morning. What you do for eight hours a day defines you to a certain degree. People like to say things like, it's what I do, but it's not who I am. You're telling me a lot about who you are by the job that you do. Little do you know, I'll I'll know a lot about who you are as an individual, as a human being, based on the job that you do. So so one can tell me that all they want. You are your work. You are your work and you are where you are at your job. You are who you are. 
You are where you are at your job. Title, everything. I'll know, I'll know a lot about who you are. I, could, I can tell a lot. So, with that being said, what are we doing? What are we doing? This is the important questions that we have to ask ourselves. How close are we to the person we want to be? And do we have to go back to basics, back to forgiveness, going back to what we did wrong? Because <clears throat> that's all we can control. All we can do is say, well, see, that, that thing that I did at that particular time or that conversation right there, that, that's not me. And that's not the highest version of myself that I could muster. So, yeah, <clears throat> yeah I'm going to do better. I'm, I'm going to change that. And you know what? If I have an opportunity to speak to such and such, I'll ask them this and that and the third and we'll have a conversation and we'll forgive people, even maybe some people that we will never see again and we don't know how to get in contact with them. There have been a couple of people that I've reached out to on, in, on, on social media and I said, hey, yo, just wanted to say what's up, just wanted to, blah, 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 and just hadn't spoken to them. Last time we spoke, it wasn't on great terms and my, my reputation is of someone who doesn't forgive. That's the reputation I have. Where, yeah, June's not going to forgive you. He cuts you off, that's it. He cuts you off at the head. You know? And um, I'm no longer that way. Yeah, certain certain things cannot be forgiven. Yes, I get that. Well, they can be forgiven but not forgotten, and then you keep people at a distance. This is true. And sometimes distance has to be the, the, the measure of, 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 of consequence. But... I'm willing to have the conversation. There were times in the past where I was like, no, nah, I'm not even willing to, to talk about it because that was, you know, whatever. No, nah, it shouldn't have happened. You know, and it doesn't give people time to make mistakes with you and, or, or, and then to correct those mistakes. You got to give people a chance to grow too with you. And it's like, yo, listen, I'm, you know, give them a shot. Give them one, or, give them one chance. Give them two maybe, you know. When I did that, homie, are you okay or are you okay check in with yourself segment, it was about a friend that I gave several chances to make it right. And I reached out to them to make things right. Like, listen, we need to, you know, we're brothers. And um, that no longer is the case. We're just not on the same. there's, There's no way for us to be brothers because we're not aligned. Because first and foremost, we're not related and you're not my blood relative. You're not my sibling. So for us to be brothers, that means we're aligned morally as characters char- men we're, 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 we're aligned you can believe and i don't even want to call it ideology we're not aligned ideology ideologically but morally and how we deal with people we're aligned to a, to a great degree and um we're not and uh that means we're not brothers we're brothers in the sense of we're um, we're all part of this human family and I wish you well, I wish you health, I wish you wealth, but uh, I got to keep you over there that way. I've said all that I needed to say. I've let you know where I was wrong. I forgave. And, and I'm good. That person may still feel like, oh man, I'm living in a cycle of self-loathing regret, doing action, regretting action, then think you're not worth better. That's oftentimes a self-loathing cycle. You know, where people oftentimes get in the way of their own blessings. 
Right? You make a mistake, then you beat yourself up over that mistake, and then you don't think that you're worth more because of the mistake that you made, and, and then the cycle continues. I'd like to see people get out of that. I really would. I'm going to do my little part that if I see something, I'm going to say something. In my little corner of this universe, my little tiny speck of, I don't know if I, I, don't know if I qualify as dust right now in the grander scheme of things. But I'm here. I've noticed there's been an uptick in, 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 in viewers, and I'm sorry, listeners, and people that are part of the conversation. So during the holidays, and I did a little advertising, and people were off, and all of a sudden I looked, and I was like, it's reaching people, for, and I'm hoping for better. I'm hoping I'm a, a better person than I was last year at this time, and I think I am. I'm going to be infinitely better next year at this time than I am now. But you know what it starts with? Those little tiny goals of the day. Those little things that I tell myself I have to do and then I do them and then I write them down. It's the only way. We got to get back to basics, people. The people that are having real difficulties right now and they're, they're reading all the self-help or they're, they're going to um, all these TikTok, do the shadow work and et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes, yo, you got to talk about what you love and what you're grateful for, what you're happy about. Let's get to that first. How many times have you visited that? Because it's easy for us to get into, oh, my God, I don't have this gig I want. I don't have this. This money is low. This money is late. This is this. This is that. My relationship. It's, so, it's very, very easy to fall into that trap. But how many of us are doing that work in the light, that light work, and thinking about, man, I'm so happy that such and such is still with us as opposed to lamenting their situation i have a family member that is um that's bedridden <clears throat> and uh that person was a very active person you know very always wanted to go out always wanted to drive always wanted to take trips and now this person is in a bed and has to be put in a wheelchair from the bed and can't really doesn't have any control of their arms or legs now now one can sit there and lament about that and be like oh my gosh i can't believe it or one can be happy that this person is still around for you to say i love you too because it's it's a rough way to go to watch someone deteriorate at that level but you know what's rough i feel for the people who lost a loved one suddenly and, and the last conversation may not have been the best one. Or they went years without speaking. Or in the last word said wasn't I love you and I miss you and I cherish you and I value you. I feel for those people because this person's still with us that I'm speaking about. And I can say love you, value you, cherish you. I love you. I miss you. Talk to you later. So if anything occurs, as tragic as that may be, that's our last conversation. That person will know that they were loved and valued and cherished. And there are many people who don't have that. So I can use, I can be grateful for that. I can put, I am grateful that I am able to say, I love you, I cherish you, while this person is still alive. You hear what I'm saying, people? This, you know... I didn't get to speak about a lot of this stuff towards the end of the year, 2022, because I, I, we were still in the political realm, I felt, or the, or the, you know, the social, socio-political realm. Because 2021, 
I made it a point of emphasis the first year of this conversation that I wanted the holidays to be about us um, making sure that the families could get together. So many families were ripped apart by this one didn't get jabbed, this one did, this one voted for this one. I was like, oh my God, no, we, this, this can't be. When the people that you're going to count on the most, you're, you're, you're um, pushing them away from the, from a, you're taking away their seat from the table. Didn't make sense to me. Didn't make sense to me at all. So, um, that's very, very important, people. This is very, very important. The work that we're doing now, this light work, L-I-G-H-T, this light work, not light as far as how much it weighs, but doing work in the light about what we are grateful for, what we, what we love, what we cherish. And then what do we want to do next? The things I want to do um, have to be done. I don't have a choice anymore. I've just, I made a decision that um, the apps, like Henry Kissinger once said, the absence of alternatives clears the mind marvelously. So I've decided to clear my mind of the alternatives and say, yeah, this is what we're doing. Yeah, this is what we're doing. We're going to go down this path and see what happens. This is what we're doing. And if it's one or two things at the same time, then those one or two things are going to have to be. And if, and if I don't have time for this thing or that thing or this person or that person, that's just what it's going to have to be to get to this. Because to, to get to something and to be successful at something is going to take that infinite commodity. Time. Going to take time. So I need time to invest and I have to be invested and I have to put the energy. That means I have to put energy into fixing past things and letting go of past burdens so I can take on these new responsibilities and, and tackle these new challenges and obstacles, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's the only way it's going to work. It's the only way it's going to work. So people, I want that for everybody. I really want that for everybody. For, for good, for, 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 you know, um, philanthropic reasons, for humanitarian reasons, and for selfish reasons. I want that for everybody just because. I want people to be happy. I, at least I want people to be in, in a situation where they feel um, that they are actually being their true selves and making positive impacts, right? That's what I'd like. But for other reasons, because if you're doing things that are positively impacting, then you're not under my car trying to steal my catalytic converter or something, or you're not trying to shoot up a school or blow up a school, and you're not angry and, and taking on anger ideology just for the sake of. And it changes the conversations that we have. And we're able to tackle certain sensitive subjects without people getting angry. And then we get to speak about certain things. This is what this does. It secures who you are, and you become secure in who you are. That's it. I'm not going to use fuzzy, fancy language. There's enough people who do that. Well, but in any case, people, <sighs> happy new year. 2023, we're here. Wow, I can't believe we're almost doing this two years. This is going to be a two-year anniversary. We had a 100-episode anniversary, which I didn't do a big thing for, but I should. I still haven't, and I'm well over 100 episodes. And um, then I'm going to have a two-year anniversary. Yeah, I, I actually, so this puts a little bit of pressure on me. I like it because it's like, wait, how have we grown in two years? And I, now that's a conversation I have to have. The getting better, taking inventory and, and taking an honest look. Like, okay, we've been talking for two years. 
what's our grade and what should it look like or what should we sound like what should this be for the next two years two years from now in 2025 what should this show be what what's the audience range what's how much money per episode is the show generating and advertising and donations uh what other uh, uh modules have we set up for the show tentacles that it has the offspring of the show offshoots what have we done right very important and I want every one of you guys out there to ask yourself the same question. Where do you where do you want to see yourself tomorrow? How much better do you want tomorrow to be than today? Did we speak to the people? Did we have the conversations with ourselves and others? Did we go to the did we engage in those choices of whether to eat this or that, salt or sugar, et cetera, et cetera, fast or not? Eat? Did we engage in the kind of habits and activities that are gonna lead us to the pe person we want to be? Did we? And if we're not, if we didn't, there's still time. The day, I don't care if it's eight o'clock at night, you could still do something at the end of the night. You could journal, you can meditate. You can be like, oh man, I ate horrible today. Okay, but did you meditate on it? Did you light a candle and stare at it for about two minutes? Give yourself an opportunity to be better tomorrow? Did you put yourself at least in a position to go to sleep knowing that tomorrow is going to be better? Or do you just loathe the decisions of today and regret the decisions of today? Are we doing the work? Are we really doing the work? If so, I'm happy. If not, let's get to it until we speak again.